Welcome to It's Time, the daily Bible teaching program of Mike Kessler, pastor of the River Christian Fellowship in Twin Falls, Idaho. Today we're going verse by verse through the book of John. So turn there in your Bibles as we join Pastor Mike. if you die in your sins, it keeps you what you are. That's why when we become born again, God says we pass from death unto life because we've admitted our faults. We have said, okay, God, these are the things that I know weren't pleasing to you. These are the things that keep me what I was off and gone. Now talk to me, change me, make me not what I was, not a wimpy wimpy but a rocky. You see, that's what makes the difference. And friends, here's the thing. They're biblical principles that not only affect affect you individually, but it affects your business, the way you look at life. When you buy a house, when you buy a car, the way you look at your kids, the way you look at anything, if you can get the eye of God in your life to see things for what they can be, from rather what they are, You'll have your needs met. People say, well, you know, I accepted Christ as my Savior, and how come my needs aren't met? You've got to apply. You've got to put feet to the principles of God. You can have all the faith in the world, but if you don't have any feet on it, if it don't go anywhere, what good is it? I've been around a lot of people that, you know, they know Christ. They know He's a Savior. I, great. That's good. That's wonderful. But, Have you come to a way of applying what you know? Seeing things different than what they are. Friends, if you get that, it will change everything in your life. Seeing things for what they can be rather than what they are. Where did we learn that principle? We learned it from Christ. He sees us. The Bible says, Paul says, we're already seated in heavenly places with Him. By the way, He lives in all times present. But God already sees us. I like that about God. God sees you and me differently than we see ourselves. Are you having a bummer day? If you like jumping off the bridge? You're seeing yourself through your eyes. I would invite you to see yourself through God's eyes. Because God says you win. God says you are not what you're going to be today. You're going in, as as Paul tells us, transforming us from glory to glory. That's what it means. From what we were today to what we're going to be tomorrow to what we're going to be the next day to what we're going to be the next day. Friends, remember this. You have a bummer day, it won't last. You're going through a trial, it won't last. God will see you through it. We learn along the way. And sometimes we learn in hard ways. Uh, Friends, anybody here that's a parent, you know, you can tell your kids, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. I used to use a sermon illustration here years ago. And I said, nobody here would let your kids play with razor blades. Why? They don't know what they do. My little girl got the shaver. And she cut herself. I thought it was so ironic that I used that for an illustration and then my little kid cuts himself. 
Why is that? Because they don't understand. They don't know. But you've got a daddy in heaven that says, you know, there's things out there. There's razor blades out there you don't need to be playing with. God's got a way of bringing us into His glory by listening to His voice that changes us. And so He first found Him. He got His brother. He invited Him. Do you know, do you realize, again, 70% of people will go to church with you if you just ask them? Just say, hey, come and hear this crazy guy at church. He'll tell you how to change your business. He'll tell you how to change you. So many people think that God's on the take and He's not. He's on the give. Those things of yesterday are like a ball and chain and we drag it around and we wonder why we can't walk well. You're dragging your past around. Now, this is why we ask for forgiveness. Because we say, okay, Lord, forgive me for the things I've done wrong. And God comes down with this giant cutting torch and goes and cuts those weights off of us. Now I can run the race, as Paul says. I can actually put feet to my faith because I'm not encumbered by the mistakes of yesterday. I talked to a psychologist one time. He said, if I could get people to forgive themselves of their past, 95% of my clientele would be gone. Why? Our past bothers us. Why is that? We're beings of conscience. In other words, we can't just go out and do something and turn it off, cut the cord, and act like it never happened. So we have to do something to deal with it. Isn't it great? You can go to God and say, God, forgive me. Those things that would keep me from being what you want me to be in the future are gone. But the world doesn't have that advantage. What do they do? Well, they're bothering me. I got Give me another bud. Give me another joint. Why? I can be altered then and my past for a few moments won't bother me. It will make me forget who I am. No hope of ever changing, but it'll help me momentarily forget who I am. I'll feel good, but God doesn't do that. What God does is He forgives us so that past is not there anymore. I don't have to numb the pain because it's done. That's why the Bible says, if we sin, we have an advocate with the Father, which is Christ Jesus. Do you know as a Christian, you're going to blow it? I've blown it. We've all blown it. But you know what? God is the healer of what we've done wrong. Let God heal you. Now, how do we get healed? We ask. Isn't that something? I didn't have to earn it. I didn't have to sign a pledge card. I didn't have to knock on so many doors. I didn't have to whack so many dogs. All I had to do was just ask God and He forgave me. God will forgive you because that's the nature of God. And so, you'll be called Caiaphas, a stone. And in Galilee, he found Philip and said to him, follow me. I I like that. (laughs) Again, not a great big sermon. He just said, follow me. And Philip, okay. Do you know most people are looking for a reason to be? Do you know that God is already working in people's hearts before you or me ever talk to them? 
had a friend one time. They said, this guy is such an evangelist. When he sneezes, a thousand people get saved. (laughs) I used to laugh at that. I thought, that's pretty clever. That's kind of cute. Well, the truth of the matter is, it's true. Here's why. God is already working in the hearts of people. The hearts of your friends. All they need is somebody to say, follow me. And they will. That's why I believe people in the world get so tangled up trying to get out of the mess they're in, their past that haunts them because they want to get free, but they don't know how. You come along and say, hey, why don't you come to church with me next Sunday? If nothing else, you get a great lunch. And you know what happens? You go, okay. All you need to do is ask. That's how somebody got me. That's how somebody got you. You were invited. Let God do that in your life. Now, Philip was from Bethesda, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found of whom Moses and the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? And Philip said to him, come and see. He didn't say go and see. He said come and see, which implies come with me. Now, there's something, friends, important here. Again, so if you like to underline things in your Bible, you might want to get out and underline this. Can any good thing come from Nazareth? Well, a matter of fact, Jonah was from Nazareth in the Old Testament. And by the way, this saying was common, and even the Pharisees said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? You're automatically branded by your past. Jesus of Nazareth. Oh, say no more. I hang around those guys. Yeah, them Nazarites. (laughs) They're a rough bunch. Already branded. Jesus was. But... As an apologist, as an every man and answer guy, Philip said, come and see. Come and see. You know, part of our job is to reconcile people's uh, 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 fears and alarms and questions. And so he said, come and see. Verse 47. Now, friends, again, This is such an important principle. When I see anything repeated twice in Scripture, my little ears want to go, bing, bing, perk up. Jesus saw Nathanael coming towards him and said, there's that guy that prejudged me because I was from Nazareth. Is that what it says? No. No. Jesus saw Nathanael coming towards him, by the way, that would imply before he ever got to him, and said, Behold an Israelite indeed, in whom there is no guile. What did he just say in the verse before? Or can anything good come out of that? Jesus saw him for what he was going to be, not for what he was or is. Friends, remember that. You are under concern. I think every person that becomes born again, you need to have a sign. We all need to have signs hung around our necks. Boy, we'd sure 
be in trouble in a line, wouldn't we? But under construction. God's working on us. Have you ever noticed when something is torn apart how much room it takes up? You take a car apart, you'll have it all over your garage. You're remodeling your house, you have it all over the house and all over the backyard and in the garage. Doors here and frames there and sofas here. And it, but when everything is in its right place, it fits. God has us under construction. Friends, isn't that great news? God ain't done with us yet. God is writing your testimony every day. Behold, Nathaniel, a true Israelite in whom there is no guile. Jesus didn't care about what he said earlier. You say, well, how did he know what he said earlier? Well, we'll read. Nathaniel said to him, how do you know me? <laughs> oh, what a question to ask God. <laughs> How do you know me? And Jesus answered and said unto him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. That's weird. Do you know what this is, friends? You know, when we talk about the gifts of the Spirit, when we get up after Acts chapter 2 and you get into Corinthians of 12 and 14, these gifts, supernatural gifts of God that enhance our Christian relationship. Some, the gift of healing. Some, the word of knowledge. Some, the word of wisdom. All these different gifts God gives us, we find manifested in Jesus Christ. Now, of course, the gift of tongues would not apply to Jesus because there's no language that Jesus did not know. But all the other gifts, here is a place where the word of knowledge meant something to Nathaniel, and only he understood that. You'll find sometimes God will give you a word that only you understand, and that's because it's designed for you. He said, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. And Nathaniel goes, whoa. Maybe when Nathaniel was under the fig tree, it's where a lot of rabbis would study the scriptures. Who knows? Maybe, maybe he was sitting there going, I wonder who the Messiah really is. I wonder what, 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 what this is all about. Maybe, well, we'll read on here. Nathaniel answered and said to him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Something Jesus said clicked. It connected, and he knew that Jesus Christ was God. And Jesus answered and said to him, Because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree, do you believe? You will see greater things than this. Friends, it's only the beginning. Only the beginning, folks. Only the beginning. Why is that? God's got more to put in your life than you ever would dream. And he's going to put far more into your life than anything that we would, so to speak, give up. Think about it again. We give up things that help us deal with our past. God wants to put in things in our life that will help us deal with the future. Are you a past person 
or are you a future person? Are you a person always looking back? Or are you a person looking forward? Without Christ in your life, you can't look forward. Why is that? Because you don't see any hope. Because even if you have the whole world, the Bible says, and you lose your own soul, what does it profit you? Don't you think that thought of a person that is on top thinks about dying and losing everything that they've got? Well, sure they do. Because we all realize we're temporal this week. Prince died. No one saw that coming. We see these idolistic stars that we think are immortal. And they die. Talking about the thousands and millions of records he's sold and all the trophies and all the awards and all those things means nothing today. What means something is your relationship with God. You see, that's a reward. That's a trophy that will not fade away. So in order for me to let God have permission to work in my life, I've got to let him do that. Just as we have to ask. Jesus said that. He said, ask and it will be given unto you. I just need to ask. You mean I didn't have to do a crossword puzzle? I didn't have to put, you know, $50,000 in the bank? No, ask. Because when you ask, what happens? You acknowledge that he is so he can meet your need. He said to him, most assuredly, I say to you, hereafter, you will see heavens open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. From here on, you're going to see things that you've never seen before. This is where he came to the reality, Nathaniel, that there was something more than just existing every day. That God endeavors to do something to change the way we live our lives. Now here's what's important. Learning to see things for what they are versus what they can be. This is ingrained in us. Why is that? All things remain as they are. Well, friends, we know that's not true. Again, you can be sitting on the top of the world in 1890 with your buggy whip company only to find out that those are all going to be replaced. Do you know God knows the future? Knows more about the future than we remember about yesterday. And because of that reason, all God wants from us is to say, okay, be found in me. Tune in to my channel so I can speak to your heart to affirm to you, to help you. You know, how does God speak to us? With, uh, with, um, THX sound in reverb. Oh, my beloved son. son, son, son. No, sometimes it's a thought. Sometimes it's an action. Sometimes we just go, wow, God, why was I doing that? Sometimes it's just a reality of a change within our soul. That's what God does. But how does it start? Mm, That's a good one. It begins when we admit, God, I've been trying to deal with my past. By the way, that's your sins, my sins. God, I'm tired of trying to deal with those things in the past. I don't want to deal with them anymore. From now on, I want to be a new creature. I want to start new. Those things are cut off, gone, and now every day I can continue with you. That's what being born again is. 
Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. Trying to deal with problems yourself. Now God's dealing with the issues in your life. God sees you and me for what we can be, not for what we are. I venture to say, if you're not born again, you will continue to see yourself the way you are. You have a lot of these self-help guys that go out and say, have a positive idea, have everything. But there's still a nagging emptiness because you're still dragging the past with you. You can't get rid of the past apart from Christ. Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. That's the purpose. That's how we're set free to be all that God wants us to be. You'll never be what God wants you to fully be if you're dragging around the past like a dead corpse. And they stink. Why is that? Because it's the things of the past. Let it go. Well, you can't let it go in the flesh. You can't let it go naturally. You need supernatural help. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. The sins of you. The sins of me. Those things we did wrong. Those things that are holding us back from being what God wants us to be. Do you know Peter eventually became the rock? He eventually became rocky. And he stood up there on Acts chapter 2, if you want to look at that, and you look at his dynamic sermon from once Mr. Mushy to Mr. Rocky. You see a change. You see what he was going to be. I'm excited to see, first of all, what God's going to make you. What's God going to do to you? How much greater are you going to be? By just letting him do his thing, I promise you, you will be different. You will be greater. That's great. Let him do that. The second thing is that God would give us feet to our faith. And just as Jesus looked at Philip and said, follow me, he came. By the way, invite people. They'll come. All you need to do is say, follow me. You don't have to say, go and see. You just say, come with me. You see, nobody wants to go alone. So make them with you. Include them in your life. Let them see that. You know, a lot of times people don't want other people around because they don't want people to see their flaws. Hey, people are going to see your flaws if you're open, open and honest before God. But for this reason, Christ died. Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. There's none righteous, no, not one. We're all sinners. But we're saved by grace. But those things don't hold me back anymore. I'm in Jesus. The Bible says we're new creatures. Be a new creature in Him. Learn to see things for what they can be, not for what they are. Apply it to your business. Apply it to your family. Apply it to you. God is on the move, and he's changing us, and he's causing us to be more like him every day. This morning, if you're not a Christian, you've never given your life to Christ. You've never let him take that axe and whack that old stuff that's holding you back. Today's your day. Because all you need to do is say, Lord, I ask you today to forgive me of my past. Thank you for joining us on It's Time as Pastor Mike teaches verse by verse through the Bible. If you've missed a program or would like to catch up, you can do so by getting it from the It's Time podcast in the iTunes store. 
or by downloading it from the It's Time website at theriverchristianfellowship.com slash it's time. On behalf of Pastor Mike and the rest of us here at the River Christian Fellowship, thank you for listening and tune in next time for It's Time. It's Time.